Hey everyone, and welcome to the Healthy is Hot podcast. I'm your host, Chloe Wild, entertainment reporter by day, sweatpant connoisseur by night. From hashtag to movement, we believe that loving all sides of you is what's healthy, and healthy is hot. Join us as we have raw, real conversations with badass individuals living passionate lives, thriving to make their dreams come true, and diving deep into how they got to where they are. And the best part? How health is a key component of all of it. From the highs to the lows, we get into it. From fitness to mental health to aspirational careers, get ready to be inspired. Also, we don't hold back. There might be swearing, there's definitely going to be some laughing, and hopefully you can take something away from these conversations to live your best life, to live your healthy is hot life. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay, let's try that again, shall we? What's up, everybody? It's Chloe. I know I don't sound like myself. I'm a little bit under the weather right now. Um, it's Sunday when I record this podcast, and I promise you I have taken it easy this weekend just to kind of focus on getting better, but it's not working as fast as I would like. So if anyone else out there is feeling like shit right now, I feel you. I feel you. I'm right there with you. And if you have any remedies, I will take any and all recommendations. Lucky for you, though, um, in the following podcast episode, I don't sound like this. So you won't have to listen to nasally congested Clo for 45 minutes. Um, but you will hear is my very good friend Misha on the podcast. She is such an incredible woman. And the reason why I wanted to have her on is... Not only do I love her as a person, but I am so inspired by everything that she's accomplished. She went from, you know, having a full-time job and then eventually suffering a pretty bad burnout, feeling incredibly lost. And when she was lost and didn't have a job at the time, she decided that she was going to commit to 30 days of yoga. And it was in that 30-day period that she found herself, found her passion, and has since built um, a company called Namastetics with that she co-founded. And it's this amazing apparel company and they're inclusive and they're all about accessibility so we get definitely into that and she's obsessed right now with Reiki so she really breaks down Reiki for me because I don't know much about it we geek out over Tony Robbins we talk about the difficulties of being an entrepreneur and um, I love her definition of healthy as hot so I'm gonna go take some medicine and pass the fuck out um, please enjoy this week's episode of the healthiest hot podcast and fingers crossed I I feel healthier tomorrow. Bye, my loves. Podcasting with one of my favorite people. That's my new intro song for you, Misha. I really like it. A little special ditty. I worked on it all night and all morning. I'm into it. Can you do that again? Recording a podcast with one of my favorite people. I mean, I cannot sing. I'm so sorry to all of your ears. Why did you make me do that again? You know, I can't say no. You know what, though? I actually think that in another life, you may have been a singer. I mean, that's probably the nicest thing anyone's ever said to me. I really wish I was a singer. Like, imagine being a pop star. So I actually, um, we'll get more into this, but my Reiki healer told me the other day that um, she believes that really good singers or like artists have um, very clear throat chakras. And that's why like, because their energy flows through them so well is why they're actually like their vocal cords are in tune. And so that just made me think of that. Wait, where does your energy flow freely? It, right now it doesn't <laughs> flow very well at all, um, but I've been working on that. Um, I've actually had like a lump in my throat. So I feel like my, my uh, throat chakra is a little congested right now. However, 
my my divine energy chakra seems to be very clear right now. So. Dude, I love that this is how we're kicking it off. Okay, so for people right that don't it. know what Reiki is, can um, you give us a little a little four one one? Yeah, absolutely. So Reiki is a form of energy healing. So someone, um, in order for someone to be able to practice it on another human, you have to go through three levels of training. Level one, you can practice it on yourself and like plants. Level two, you can practice it on like other living creatures, like maybe animals. But then level three is when you're able to practice it on other people. And what it is, is it's a practice of um, providing your energy and helping someone push energy through their body. Um, just with, So it's just energy healing. And so you'll lay down and like try and get into a meditative state. So some people will go to sleep. Some people will get into a deep meditative state. Some people cry, whatever you need. And then the person will lay their hands on you, but very, very gently. It's not like a massage. And then they'll essentially just be try to push the energy through so that your energy flows from top to bottom um, just to help clarify your soul and like it helps like open you up to like the positive energies of the world how many times have you done it and do you feel the effects or does it or is it less effects and more just understanding where you're at yeah so the very first time I ever had Reiki performed on me was my sister-in-law and she is very like she's a very spiritual person and she had just completed her level two and so she wanted to practice on me and I felt so emotional after that I cried and she was like telling me like this is really normal meanwhile my brother is in the other room and he's just like this is such bullshit and he was making fun of us and I was like no I swear I felt healed so recently actually I've been going through a bit of a tough time and I just felt like I hadn't been practicing yoga as much as I normally do I wasn't meditating as enough and I just felt like I was a little congested and like there was like a blockage in my throat like I felt like I couldn't speak and usually it was pretty easy for me to get into a deep meditative state because I had practiced yoga for so long but I was having a hard time getting into that meditative state so I thought you know what I'm at this point I'm desperate I don't do drugs and so I was like I just need to like flow I need the energy to flow I need to be able like I need clarity I need mental clarity and so um actually uh, I went to a speech at Bolo about a month ago and um, the girl who was talking was talking about uh, how Reiki healed her and so I reached out to her on Instagram and asked for a referral and so she sent me um, the name of the person that she goes to yeah. and so I went to go visit they're just on King and Deferent and it was absolutely incredible the very first experience like I actually came out of it and I felt like there was less blockage in my throat like I felt like I could speak but I still felt a little heavy And it was interesting because before she even asked me why I came in, she told me where she felt like there was blocked energy. And she said, you know, your throat felt really like black and gunky. And she said, that's really normal in women because so many women, especially women in business, are used to having to suppress their voice that or, you know, not speak up when they Mm -hmm. want to speak up or have to be less aggressive so that they can get a point across and not come off as a bitch, that there's a lot of blockage in throats. And usually that is not my problem. I was going to say, you definitely always (laughs) speak your mind. Yeah, I'm pretty blunt. um, And that's not usually something that I'm worried about. But because I've been having a more difficult time personally, I felt like I wasn't able to speak my truth. And so when she said that, I thought that's so interesting because that's where I felt all my blockage and in my heart. I felt a lot of anxiety and that's what she also said. She said when she moved down to my heart, she felt like she pushed that energy through and I was like, oh my God, because I felt it too. And then I went a second time and I actually felt so much lighter. Like I actually just like felt like I like had this weight lifted off of me. So she was able to pinpoint throat and heart without you telling her? Like you don't... Because yeah. that's my thing. I'm like, oh, they're going to pick up on something that you yeah. said. And they're going to yeah. know. They're going to yeah. know what you're going through. But you no. basically go in yeah. and that's it. You just lie down yeah. and then it happens. And then exactly. she talks you through it. Yeah. And then she talked me through it. And she told me, she was like, your body was telling me this. And then she even told me that 
on my second session, she said that she had put her hands, she's like, I don't know if you noticed, but I put my hands uh, behind your ears this time. And she said, and what it was, was something was telling me that I had to like bring focus for you to listen. And she said, you, you found your voice and like you wanna talk a lot, but sometimes you have to slow down and let someone else speak and you have to be open to listen. So she said there was actually blockage behind my ears. And so she was trying to like flow, let the energy flow so that I was able to listen to what the people around me were saying a little bit more. And I was like, yo, you don't know me, but that's a huge issue. And it was crazy because she doesn't know me. This like I've literally had like, I've had like a 20 second conversation with this girl and she's just putting her hands on me. But it's kind of yeah. terrifying that someone can see into your soul like that. I know. Who doesn't know you. I know. I always wonder if someone in the room can he- read my thoughts. And it's just something when you're like, wow, that's a really shitty thought. I hope no one can read that. And stuff like this actually makes me feel like, oh my God, there are people out there who know. Oh yeah. They know your deep, dark yeah. secrets, yeah. Misha. They know what a freak I am. Yeah, I don't. I think it's like written all over your face. I don't even think it's that. You don't even have to be a professional to know that about you. Thanks, I appreciate that. So Reiki's helping you out. Are you it back is. to yoga? I, am, I got back yep. from traveling and we had a yoga date. Yeah, we did. And I just randomly asked you for yoga, yeah. and you were like, "I really needed this. Yeah. I worked through so much." And I was like, "Whoa, what?" It's so true. I really did need it, and uh, it's funny because the first time that I started practicing yoga, like I had taken a couple classes at Good Life, but like not real yoga, not at mm. a studio, and then. Um, Actually, November was the three-year anniversary. I came off of a really terrible time in my life where I was working this crazy job. I was working about six days a week, 12-hour days. It was a sales job, commission-based, and it was so stressful that I got to a point where, and like I was in like a very bro sales atmosphere. Mm. People were stealing sales from each other, and you just get to a place where you're not excited to go to work anymore. And I would actually be driving to work and have to pull over my car and feel like I couldn't make it in. And so I decided to take some time off of work. And I didn't even realize, but when I stopped and like just told them I needed to take a leave, all of these emotions hit me like a brick wall. And I felt like I couldn't even get out of bed. Like to go across the street to get a cup of coffee in the morning seemed like the biggest task in the world and I just couldn't function. And so at that time I was committed to like making myself feel better and, and you know, working through my anxiety and my Again, emotions. Thank goodness you're I not know, addicted right? to drugs or alcohol. God, thank God. And so I committed to doing 30 days of yoga at Moksha, which is downtown Toronto. And they had like this intro month where it was like $60 for unlimited. And so I said, if I can go to one class a day, even if it's just a restorative where I lay there, then my day was a success. And because at that point, even like, like I said, getting a cup of coffee was a struggle. So I just needed something that was very attainable that would put me in a good mental space for the day. Like I made my bed, that's a check, that's a win. And sometimes you just need small wins. So for me, it was walking seven minutes down the street to go to this yoga studio. And at the end of it, I, I like, I kid you not, I felt like I was a totally transformed person. I went into it as like, like before I had started this job, I was very confident, like, you know, grew up with three older brothers who told me that I was the shit. And so like, I, I knew who I was. Yeah. And then through the course of like, you know, this 10, 11 months of working this job and just like having like your energy depleted, I felt like I had lost the person that I knew. I didn't know the person that I was anymore. I didn't recognize myself. Uh, And I had gone through some emotional traumas that year as well. And so I just felt very lost in myself. I felt like my spirit was trying to get out of my body because it didn't recognize what was happening. And yoga actually realigned that. 
Yoga so, saved you. Yoga saved me. And so, yeah. But it, to be in like a really difficult spot like that, first of all, it takes a lot of strength to realize oh, that your current thanks. environment's not working out. Yeah. So like it took strength and courage to tell your boss, I got to take a break. Yeah. And then it took a hell of a lot of strength to be like, I need to start feeling better. So yeah. I'm going to be proactive. Yeah. And you committed to a daily regimen of movement of I did. yoga. Yeah. Like, how did you get, th- like, there? Because that's hard for me to fathom, like, where you're in such a shitty spot that getting mm-hmm. out of bed is hard, getting a cup of coffee is hard, and I know how much you love your coffee, yeah, yeah. slash tea now. Yeah. But to go from that to committing to daily yoga, like, yeah. that's that takes a lot of integrity yeah. and a lot of, like, personal belief that yeah. you could do it. You know what? I feel like um, trauma builds resilience, and... I had more of like a, a, not to say like it was traumatic growing up, but I had lost um, some siblings really young and like definitely didn't have the easiest childhood. Mm -hmm. And so I felt like from a really young age, I was just forced to be, you either fight or flight. And so you either step up and like learn to work through things or you, or, you know, you give up. And for me, I always felt like I knew that life, there was more to life. Like, Mm -hmm. you know what, this was really hard and that sucks, but other people have it worse and the best is yet to come. So I just kept telling myself like there's better out there. And I think that that belief, just holding on to that belief my whole life is what got me through every tough moment, even like the hard day when like nothing traumatic happened but it was just a really yeah. shitty day the you know the mercury was in retrograde whatever <laughs> it is mercury. yeah um or it's just that something really bad happened and you lost your shit and you know you, those days is what builds strength in you and yeah. so I just had this idea in my head that the best is yet to come and I have to stick around for the best there were definitely times when I felt like there is nothing to live for and this is exhausting yeah. however I just kept reminding myself like no there are people that love me that I love and I owe it to myself I'm investing in my future and part of that is making sure that the person who stands here today becomes better and 30 so, days yeah 30 changed days. your life yeah it really like to did. everyone listening 30 days, 30 days. can literally yeah. change your life yeah it's so true and you know what I probably felt changed after 20 but it wasn't until the membership expired at 30 I did it yeah were there days where it was hard to go yeah absolutely there were days when I just looked at the calendar and I kept telling myself okay I'll go to the one o'clock class I'll make it to the four o'clock class and I would literally be crawling out of the apartment trying to get to like the nine o'clock the very last class um there were days where you know it was the biggest struggle but I think at the end it's what I needed I mean, you went into it thinking and believing that the best is yet to come. Yeah. Not only did you come out of it feeling renewed and that your soul was no longer trying to escape your body, but it was also the beginning of a new chapter, the Mm -hmm. beginning of a business. It was, yeah. It was the the beginning of Namastetics. Namastetics! Yeah, yeah. So at the time, actually, the person um, that uh, I co-founded the company with, Shane, him and I worked at this like awful job together and he left... Uh, maybe a month before I did. I didn't know Shane also worked there. Yeah, yeah. So we worked together. So we, sh- our cubicles shared a wall and we used to like throw paper and like, like other office supplies over our little cubicle wall at each other. And so he really wanted to do something in e-commerce. Um, and then we were just talking and, you know, trying out different things. And he had put up a few different stores to see like, you know, what, what are people interested mm-hmm. in? And then we were chatting about yoga apparel and about how, you know, what other people are doing, other companies, they, 
offer some great products, but both of us have a background in kinesiology and we understood that the number one barrier for someone to start a new activity or any kind of, you know, transformation was cost. Mm -hmm. And so not everyone can afford to get a yoga membership or to buy the clothing. And that's a big thing with physical activity is what do you wear? And I was really fortunate where I was coming from working at like this upscale gym. So I had lots of clothing to wear. Thankfully I could have afford a $118 pair of pants, but not everyone can. And so we started, you know, spitballing ideas and we're like, is there an opportunity for something that's great quality, but more affordable? And so we put the store up. Um, I was doing customer service for a really long time and we were just testing styles. We started by drop shipping just to see what, what, what does people, that mean? What does that mean? So that just means that we were selling other people's product. So oh. we were finding other people's, um, like on AliExpress, we were taking other people's designs. We were putting it up and we were selling other, we were like the middle person. Okay. Yeah. Almost like a boutique would sell designers Got clothing. It. So we were doing that just to see what styles worked. And then we invested our money into our first order. And then in about six months, we had fully stopped drop shipping and everything that we were um, everything that we were selling we were designing manufacturing ourselves and shipping from our warehouse located in the U.S. Six months. About six That's months. Fast. Yeah. That's fast. Were you guys working or were you committed full time at um, so this Shane line? was at okay. this time. So Shane had taken a job with the mayor's office in Mississauga for a whole day. And then he left <laughs> being like, this wasn't for me. Uh, so he was full time. And then I, at that time, had been accepted to a fellowship called Venture for Canada, which matches semi-recent grads to different um, startups throughout um, Ontario, New Brunswick, Nova Scotia, BC. And so I had been paired with a startup called Fix here in Toronto. And they were uh, maintenance management software. And so I was doing business development and account expansion for them. So I was what I call part-time, full-time. I had a nine-to-five job, but then I was working all night and then on lunch breaks. And then sometimes when I go to the bathroom, I was like, you know, responding to a customer on my you phone. Know, you know you're in Toronto when. Yeah, <laughs> you're, you're hustle. Yeah, there's always a hustle. And until we got to the point where I had transitioned jobs and I went to another startup last July because I felt like there were some things that I still needed to learn on the marketing front. And then, you know, life got difficult and the universe put me in an uncomfortable position and really forced me in March to go full time. And so since then, we had a bit of a transition where Shane started some other businesses. uh, And so he is now focusing on those primarily still involved in nomesthetics. And I've taken on that full time role doing operations and marketing and, and all of that stuff since March. I'll never forget when you told me you were leaving your job to do yeah. non-aesthetics full yeah. time. And then I saw you about a week later and I was like, how is it going? And you were like, I can't believe I didn't do this sooner. <laughs> I know it was, you know what? And it's crazy because the business could have definitely afforded me sooner and it needed me because I kept telling myself when I get to the point where like the business needs me full time is when I'll go but it was really scary even though I was working for startups which are not guaranteed I still felt like I had this salary because there was someone else at the end of the day who was losing sleep at night if we didn't get paid and the minute that you leave that job is the minute that it's like okay fuck like I have to make this work otherwise I don't eat and like my family doesn't eat and like that's really scary and so I I feel like you know like I said like I wasn't ready to leave but then I was given an option and it was either be full-time in the startup I was with or focus on nomesthetics and I chose nomesthetics I'm I'm glad you chose it yeah me too I mean I still still can't believe it's only been around three years yeah yeah it, it was three years um this December and technically it'll be three years on February 2nd that we yeah. incorporated. 
Yeah, because we didn't think we were gonna have to incorporate right away, yeah. and then our sales were much more than we anticipated, yeah. and we were like, "Oh, damn!" And so. side note: if you have a business and mm-hmm. you're making money, even mm-hmm. a little bit of money, yeah. incorporate. Absolutely, it's um, just a smart business move. Take be, it from yeah. me and me. You never know who's gonna sue you over a design that you didn't know was patented. That's actually the main reason why. Yeah. Um, I'm going to incorporate like yeah. still like not 100% because mm-hmm. I was chatting with a lawyer and they were saying you know because your website Healthy is Hot does have you know articles focused on fitness and wellness yep. and nutrition mm-hmm. you don't want someone to follow yeah. by the letter what one of your writers have written about yeah. have some type of consequence happen and then they turn around and sue you yep. like you are not protected if that happens and exactly. I was just like I'm sorry what I yeah. can get sued yeah. he's like you would leave it, lose everything you have and I was like well I don't have much <laughs> so at least at this point in my life you know that's okay and he's like close don't be an idiot yeah like, at you first need to you're protect like does yourself. that mean they'll take some of my student loans like we, like, we share that now are you, gonna, are you gonna help me out with my credit card debt if I could just start at zero that'd be great but like, you learn so yeah. much right like I yeah. don't know like I admire you so much because you've literally built yeah. a business Thanks. and like the, the mission statement is so great like yeah. Namastetics is all about inclusivity and mm-hmm. accessibility which is yeah. great because the fitness world as you and I both know because we met in the fitness world yeah. it can be super intimidating Yeah, like for the person for the woman that's never stepped foot in a gym mm-hmm. who doesn't necessarily feel confident in her skin yep like wardrobe, we all know, is an extension of our personalities. And yeah. it's, it's a great thing to kind of be comfortable in what you're wearing. Absolutely. And usually when you go to the gym, we're talking yeah. spandex, sports yeah. bras, tank tops. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you get hot, you want something that's breathable. Yeah. Makes you feel good and yeah. hopefully not going to break the bank. Absolutely. And it's I truly believe, like, look good, feel good. Um, you dress up for yourself and, like, you change your clothing, you shower, you do all of that stuff for yourself, not for other people. And so it's, it's when you walk into a gym, for me, when we first met, actually... I fitness was something I always felt like I understood because I can use degree but I was in this city where everyone is doing such cool shit everyone's so impressive and I go to this like really great gym and I didn't know anyone and it was really hard yeah. and that's what I loved like that we clicked so instantly because it was so it's it's you walk into different places in Toronto especially and you're like how do I make friends when I'm almost 30 and I don't know anyone and it's like this like intimidation of like are you enough and you almost have this like like this feeling of yourself that you're an imposter, like this imposter oh, syndrome imposter runs through syndrome you. Is yeah. the worst. And it's like, I'm sitting around all these like badass bitches, but like, you know, I, I don't know what I do. I mean, <laughs> least badass person you could ever be in a room with is me. Okay, that's not true. But, but no, I'm so glad we clicked. I think that's the powerful thing of fitness too, yeah. is like it brings people together Absolutely. for the common goal of like being better versions of themselves. Yeah. And if you can feel good and look cute while you're doing it, like why not? Like that's yeah. the world I want to live in. Yeah. What's your, like, how do you feel when you get positive feedback about the clothing and the apparel that you're putting out there? So I was really scared at the beginning because we were not selling our own products and you were getting it overseas and you didn't have this consistency. And at first I was like, I don't want anyone to know that this is us until it's at a place where I can be really proud of it. And then we actually, so something really, really great that happened is in March, I went to go meet our manufacturers. Um, I handpicked fabrics. I was standing there with a Pantone fan, comparing colors and like approving everything on the ground. I got to go to the factory where our fabric was actually made. And I felt like what we were about to produce was going to be unlike anything we had ever done. And so now when someone says, oh, I love these, like something that's been like a huge um, success for us has been our liquid genie pants and also this new um, liquid pastry legging that we've been doing and we worked really hard on perfecting the fit so that you have a nice plump bum mm. um, but it's not you know it doesn't like cut off your circulation it's not too tight but it's this just like amazing fabric that you can dress up dress down but also sweat in 
And when I get feedback on stuff like that, like the new products that we worked on, it feels so good to know that people, it's like people are approving of you. Like that's your baby, that's your work. So when they're saying, wow, I, uh, I tried these on and they were amazing. I'm like, oh my God, I actually did a good job. Like, like good job. <laughs> I did it. It's the same thing as like getting an A on a test. You're just like, oh yeah, like I studied and I like did I it. Like I earned that shit. Mm-hmm. And like, but you know what? I also love the the constructive feedback when someone says that they hate something. It's like, okay, great. Why do you hate it? Because yeah. I don't want to produce something that you hate. So just tell me what you didn't like so I can fix it. And um, when I was doing customer service for the first like year and a half of the business, almost two years, um, I, th- I found that when I would tell people like, I'm really appreciate your feedback. They were like, no, you don't. And I'm like, no, really? Because they would assume that we're this big corporation. I, I would tell them, I'd be like, no, actually there's only two of us and we need to know, like, we don't know. I don't have a background in design. I'm still figuring it out. So like, I actually appreciate this because you're telling me that you don't like this fabric. We'll never use this fabric yeah. again. And then our customers quickly started to rally behind us because they realized like we were actually a small company trying to grow at our own pace and that their feedback actually meant something. And so then they would buy again. I remember one of our first customers who like hated me and like she was very, very (laughs) vocal in her email. I noticed the other day uh, during our Black Friday sales that she had placed her seventh order with us. And I just explained to her, you know, she called me and she's like, I don't believe that you actually appreciate this feedback. I was like, no, I do. And I convinced her that I did because we did. And then we actually stopped producing the item that she didn't like. We changed our legging fabric. And like, I, I take all of our customer feedback super seriously. And now to know that she's placed all those orders with us, yeah. obviously she's happy. And I even reached out to her and was chatting about her, uh, chatting about her recent order. And she even said like how much that she loved the leggings and how far along it's come. And it's like, oh, that's great. Like, because that's a big part yeah. of business too, is to know that you have those return customers yeah. because you can pay for advertising all day to try and get new customers. But if those people aren't coming back, then your lifetime value is out the window and you're just, it's going to be very hard to make it past that five year mark. If you could take that customer who had nothing but hate to give you, mm. come back and make seven orders. Yeah. I mean, you're like, yep, that's a win. I know it is. Yeah. It's like getting the, like the bully on the schoolyard to like be your friend and start being nice to other people. Yeah. Kill them with kindness. Kill them with kindness. Yeah. I truly believe it. And you know what? Even when someone comes at you with like some negative energy or they're upset about something, at the end of the day, I always just believe you don't know their story and what they're mm-hmm. going through. And, you know, I, I've been known to do it too. You're having a really bad day and you take it out on a sales associate because you assume that, you know, they're not influenced by it at all and yeah. whatever. And so when people were really angry, we did everything in our power to resolve it because we knew that we had to had to keep our customers. And so we would refund orders, give things away for free, like the whole shebang, just to make sure that yeah. they knew that we cared about them. And I feel like that yeah. goes for life too. Yeah. Like if you encounter someone who's being a bit mm-hmm. difficult, person, yeah. a little yeah. difficult. Maybe like you they just need have to remember, a little like, bit of Reiki, you know? You they might need Reiki. <laughs> yeah. Like you've no idea what they're going through. Yeah. I always tell myself, hurt people hurt people. It's true. And like it helps me be nice to people who I find are being mean. Yeah. So I'm like, hey, like that. you know what? Who knows what they're going through? Yeah. Let's give them the benefit of the doubt. I'm going to write that down. Hurt people hurt people. That's Oh my God. One. Someone yeah. told me that and I was yeah. like, it was like That's a light bulb so moment. I was like, oh my gosh. Yeah. Like, hurt people do hurt people. You know what? I was at a Tony Robbins conference in oh, July, actually. I wanted to talk to you yeah, about this. Yeah, this was, okay, that was also life-changing, but Tony said two things that really stuck out to me, and I was like, oh my God. Like, it was a light bulb moment, and it was that life is happening for you, not to you. And the minute that he said Ooh. that, he said, everything that happens in life is happening for you, not to you. It's to get you to the next stage of your life. And the second I heard that, I was like, 
he's so right. Like I, like I, you know, sometimes we all, we're all guilty of playing the victim be like, mm-hmm. why does this happen to yeah. me? And whatever. Woe is me. Yeah. But the minute that you think of it like that and you just reposition the scenario and you say, yeah, this really sucks. And like my heart is broken, but the universe is making me uncomfortable so that I'm forced to make a change that's happening for me. And I'm going to be a better person on the other side. And like, that was Tony, it. Tony with the sound. I know. I know. The other thing that he said is it takes two, it takes two minutes to change your attitude. It takes two minutes to make a decision on how you feel about someone. And it's two inches will change the way that you feel about yourself. And what that is, is a lot of us will um, cower our shoulders in, cave our chest in. And he's like, if you put your shoulders back and you lift up your chest, those two inches, and he's like, if you stand tall, then you're gonna feel totally different about yourself. It's gonna change the way that you carry yourself, the way that you have conversations. And so sometimes when I'm feeling really sad and I'm cowering in, I remind myself it's two inches and I pump my chest out. And honestly, like the power stance works. I mean, yeah. I already feel better. Right? Yeah. I'm feeling lazy though, so I'm gonna yeah. go back, but it's yeah. not because I'm sad, it's just yeah. because I'm lazy. Yeah. Tony's great. Like Tony's I'll never great. forget, it was my ex who introduced me to Tony, and so yeah. I've read his books. I've watched, you know, his Netflix special. Yeah, I've like heard all about him, and mm-hmm. it's it's. I don't know where this guy came from, but like holy shit, like he is out there changing lives. Yeah. like nobody's perfect. No. He's got his flaws as well, but yeah. like he really is out there. Yeah, you know, making people question their lives, question themselves with the main purpose of like being better, being yeah. happier. You know what? I like I could talk all day about like what that what those four days looked like, but it was so life changing. And I wasn't even in a terrible place. Like I was in a pretty good place. I felt like life was pretty good in July. And I went and I came out of it thinking I've been living my life all wrong up until this point. Like as much as I always believed that like I was doing it for the greater good and there was better, I believed it like a million times more and like I just felt like a better person I got into good habits something I would say is you definitely have to like follow up with it so whether you read his books or you listen to like other motivational speakers or podcasts the minute that you stop practicing like the little things like the meditation or you know the breathing exercises that he teaches you you'll start to notice like that the world will kind of get you down you'll shift back but it's just like fitness right like a regular routine is what keeps you fit. So it's the same thing with the mind. A, a regular meditation routine or yoga or Reiki, that'll that'll keep you mentally fit. I mean, I'm so good at going to the gym and like yeah. work, moving my body, mm. but the mental stuff I find really challenging. Even yeah. though I talk about it all the time on the Stan podcast, yeah. it's still hard for me to like step up yeah. to the plate yeah. and meditate. I come up with so many excuses. I'm like, oh, in the morning, I just need to go, go, go. I need to go to the gym. I'm not going to sit and meditate. Yeah. Or at night, I'm like, I'm too tired. I'm just going to watch Netflix. I know. And like, we're all guilty of that. I like, I was one of those people before that 30 day of those 30 days of yoga. I told myself that yoga wasn't for me because I couldn't sit still long enough. And what I learned was that it's not that yoga wasn't for me. It's that I it's very uncomfortable to be uncomfortable. And the the discomfort that you feel in yoga of trying to then master your emotions rather than have rather having them master you mm-hmm. is so uncomfortable that you almost can't bear it. And you're just like yeah. you get antsy and you start moving. But if you if you keep trying and you keep practicing, what's gonna happen is you're gonna eventually be the master of your own emotions and your own body and the power that comes with it is so much greater, but the discomfort scares a lot of people. Yeah, and I think like the, the idea of not being able to sit still enough, I've mm. definitely told myself that time and time again mm-hmm. before I fell in love with hot yoga. Yeah. Like I still struggle with not hot yoga. Yeah. Like if Same. it's if it's not hot, I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, well, forget about it. Like yeah. if I'm not sweating, 
then yeah. like I'm gonna get bored. Yeah. If I'm not sweating, then what's the point? And yeah. like I still will only go do hot yoga. But yeah. like at least I'm going. Exactly. And there's still a lot of stillness in yeah. hot yoga. There is. But once I got over that and I was like, oh no, like I can do this. It's just hard. It's yeah. like a different kind of hard. It's not that yeah. you're squatting a bunch of weight, but like you're choosing to be still yeah. strong, focused yep. on your breath, which is something mm-hmm. that our bodies do every second of yep. every day for us. Yeah. And to focus on it and to give it attention is mm-hmm. weirdly very difficult. It's true because when you're upset or like under a lot of stress, the first thing that you do is you stop breathing and you stop giving your body that that nourishment that it needs. It literally needs oxygen. And then you stop and you start putting yourself through this turmoil and it helps increase your anxiety and does all of the things that you don't want it to do. And so that's one great thing about yoga is if for the 60 minutes you are so focused on your breath and nothing else that you don't even realize that you're focused on your breath. You're just in a trance, yeah. but then you come out just feeling so much better and I mean, so much dude, lighter. Remember when we did yoga yeah. after I got back from traveling, I didn't mm-hmm. even know you were going through all yeah. the stuff you're going through. Yeah. And I, I just felt the need to like see you and do yoga. Mm-hmm. I mean, afterwards, yeah. it's like we were high. We yeah. were high on yoga. I know. I was telling you all of the shitty things that are happening and I was still smiling. Was smiling. Was like, it was yeah. the trippiest thing. Like I thought, I like thought I was in a horror movie. Yeah. Like you're telling me the hardest things in the world with a smile. And I, I think it's because of yoga. It is. It absolutely is. I honestly feel like whenever I'm at a crossroads in my life or like I get difficult news, a regular practice will help center me and it puts everything into perspective because then it'll help me slow down, stop. And I'm able to remind myself, hey, there's a greater good and there's a future that's waiting for you. So like, yeah, things are uncomfortable right now. But like, what does that future look like? I mean, yeah. it's a good thing you've got this mindset. I know it's really fucking hard. <laughs> <laughs> like what? Like what is what is Misha like when she doesn't have this mindset? Like what's oh, the other? What's like the flip side of the coin? Like are you real watching like dark. real? I'm like twisty. I'm like watching Grey's Anatomy from season one, and I'm just like, okay, like I'm just gonna become a surgeon in my dreams, and like I'll dream of surgery. That's actually what I do when I have like a really hard time. Is I'll pick a show that is a lot of seasons and a lot of episodes, and, and I'll escape. binge it. Yeah, and actually that's that's part of what my routine has been lately. Which is you know Netflix is also a form of self care. I'll I'll give you that, but that's actually what I've been doing as well. Is I've been binge watching Grey's Anatomy right now just. To like get out and unwind because sometimes you can't move like sometimes the anxiety is paralyzing and you have to honor those feelings as well it's like if I can't get up that's okay I will stay on my couch or I will stay in my bed and I will put a show on and that will give me some life and then maybe I'll get up and fold laundry and then maybe I'll do the dishes and then I'll open up my laptop and start working because at the end of the day if I don't work then people don't get their non-aesthetics and that's not good. So definitely open up the laptop and working. But that's also the great thing about being an entrepreneur. I know it can be really stressful. And at the end of the day, you're the person who's losing sleep at night if you're not making money, if you're not profitable, you can't pay your employees. But it does give me that flexibility to still be able to honor my emotions because I prioritize that. So a lot of entrepreneurs will wear a badge of honor saying that burnout is a sign that they're working really hard. Well, that's great. You can work hard all day, but if you're not working smart, then what are you even doing it for? Also, we need to stop glamorizing burnout. It's true. It stop glamorizing that I'm so busy. I'm I'm victim of it. yeah. all the time so the first thing someone says to me is like hey how's it going I'm like oh I'm so busy and I try to catch myself because mm-hmm. I'm like what I, I'm so much more than busy yeah and also I'm choosing to live this life I'm choosing to have a full-time job and a website and a podcast and a show and yeah. all these other things and you love it and, and you I want it, it all so and like, that's why great do I paint it negatively exactly but it's almost you know what it's for me it's part of that imposter syndrome where I have to I grew up in a really um small part of Nova Scotia and like the community is really close and I almost feel like more people don't want to be happy for you mm-hmm. because if they see someone else who is in the same circumstance or worse circumstance than them 
up doing something really big, their first thought is that they start, they don't want to criticize themselves and be like, well, how could I do it? So yeah. then they'll start providing excuses to be like, oh, they did it, but they had this help yeah. or they had this. And, and so I almost feel like I'm, I can't brag or I can't like, not that I like to brag, but yeah. like I can't talk openly about what I do. Otherwise people are going to almost be angry at you and I don't want that negative energy. So even when I was working at the other startups, I used to have um, some of my colleagues who sat around me ask how Namastetics was doing. And I was like, oh yeah, you know, it's, 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 it's fine. fine. It's a small little Yeah, I was like, yeah, it's really hard. It's really shitty, you know, like, but secretly I'm sitting here being like, I just got to design these new leggings and they came out so great. And the jogger that I just put out last month is our bestseller, but I can't say that because then you got VP sitting at the back who's like, what do you mean? You're not talking about this company company that you work for and I'm like oh and so that's really difficult too as an entrepreneur is like being able to talk about it and be proud and taking pride in it yeah we need to celebrate the wins I know we do yeah the first thing so um we briefly touched on this on getting sued but like in our first year of business Shay and I actually had a lawsuit from a really big company that felt like we were infringing on a patent um of a design that we had shared and in clothing and in design specifically it is very 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 hard to get a design patent yeah because there are things that come to patent law that like obviousness and prior art which means that this design had to never have existed before and it's not someone that's a design that someone could look at and be like oh yeah I would have imagined putting this with this yeah. um like jeans with tears in them it's like oh yeah like you cut your jeans and then it's a style like that's like obviousness to the design so it's really hard to patent a yeah. pair of jeans with a tear in them however this company had gotten patents a long issued a long time ago in the U.S. it was really easy to get them and then what happened was some people were just getting patents for like basic algorithms and they were suing bigger companies like Google and Facebook for infringing on their patent of this really basic algorithm. And so a lot of patents started to become overturned in the US. Anyway, um, uh, you're teaching me so I much know, right uh, now. Like, I feel like I need to be taking notes. If, if anyone wants to know more about patent <laughs> law, you should reach out to my lawyer, John. He's in Orange <laughs> County and he is amazing. Um, but for me as a small business owner and for Shane as well, we were sitting there thinking, okay, well we can't afford to pay this guy all this money. So like, we're going to help you build the case yeah. when we had responses. So we became lawyers and like, <laughs> experts in patent law and we were collecting all these instances of prior art and obviousness to basically dispute their suit against us. And, and anyway, what ended up happening is like it all got resolved and it was fine. But I remember I was at my day job when Shane called me to say that, that John had emailed us and sent us an official letter saying that this, these were the terms and like all was fine. Yeah. And I literally hit the ground and I was like, oh my God, I'm so happy. We almost lost everything. We would have been out of business. And, um, what that night we like barely had any money in our bank account because like we had been paying all this money to a lawyer and, and lawyers like, are expensive. Very. And like, thankfully this guy took like pity on us and yeah. he's like, you know what? I see that you guys are going to be a big company one day. I believe in you too. Yeah. I'm going to give you a good rate. I mean, it's still like for a lawyer in the U S it's like, he was still expensive, but like yeah. he took some pity on us. And that night we were like, all right, we, we have to go to dinner. We, we have yeah. to at least go to dinner. So we went to Williams Landing in Liberty Village <laughs> and we had burgers and we celebrated and we cheers to having a future again because for almost a year while this suit was going on, we literally thought we're not going to live another oh day. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Also, you stepped up to the plate and you became a little mini lawyer. You get, a shit, get shit done. I think I, you're getting shit done now. I'm really I, proud of thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I fully believe for me, knowledge is power. So if something scares me, I just have to understand it. Yeah. If, I have to, if I can understand it, then it takes that fear yeah. away. So I was just there and I was like, you know what? I'll litigate this shit. 
<laughs> if it comes to that, I can do it. You go from watching Grey's Anatomy to watching Suits. You're like, I'm going to become a lawyer. <laughs> this is happening. You can call me Miss Spectrum. And if all else fails, just go get some more Reiki. I know. Yeah. I need to get some Reiki. You do. Um, well, I, I appreciate you. I appreciate I'm proud you. of you. Thank you. I'm proud of you too. I have to like fight you to open up, but I swear I'm getting it's there. Hard. You are. I'm just going to keep keep slowly. calling, keep checking in on you. Yeah. Or at the very least, go do hot yoga with I you. I know. Slowly but surely. Like opening up is something that's very difficult for me. I often don't feel like I have um, that emotional safety. And it's probably comes from like, you know, a lifetime of trauma and all that yeah. good stuff that like we're all walking around with yeah. this baggage. But when I have a friend that I feel like I can open up to, it definitely is a game changer. Like the things that I tell you, I feel like I couldn't tell anyone else. But you also have this well, like very welcoming energy hi. and vibe. Like I feel safe. Well, I mean. If, you, if everyone could see us right now, I really wish we were like recording this. But I know one day, one yeah. day I'll video record. Yeah. But that means I would have to brush my hair. So. Um, okay, before I let you go, what does healthy as hot mean to you, Miss Misha, founder, oh, co-founder of Namastetics? Co-founder. Um, Shame we wish you were here. Yeah. Um, healthy as hot, to me, it means honoring what your body and mind needs at that time. So whether that means um, making it to class that day, whether it means going to your yoga class or going to a really sweaty boot camp, or just sitting on the couch and binge watching a little bit of Netflix mm-hmm. and honoring what your your emotion and your energy needs that day is really really fucking hot i love it and also we challenge you to pick something Mm -hmm. to commit to for 30 days yes your life will change whether that's you know tony robbins yeah podcast or oh my god yeah i I gotta think about this i don't know what i'm gonna do 30 days i actually was thinking i need to do another 30-day yoga challenge okay yeah i'm not traveling in january let's do it i'm back on the i fly back from UK on the first. So maybe if okay. there's a late class on the first. If not, starting the second, want to yeah, do it? Let's do it. I'm down. Friend yeah. challenge. Yeah. Also, Friend the entire Healthiest Hot audience is welcome to join. Okay, bye. And just like that, another episode of the Healthiest Hot podcast. Once again, I'm your host, Chloe Wilde. A huge thank you to Kelly. Love this delicious spot in downtown Toronto. Um, for feeding us and giving us an amazing space to record this today. So if you enjoy this conversation, go ahead and subscribe so you never miss out. Rate and leave us a comment. Follow us on Instagram at Healthy is Hot. And remember, healthy is fucking beautiful. See you next week.